This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got something really fun going on right now. Tunes and Tumblers needs a tune. Atwood Magazine's premier podcast is in the market for a jingle, and we're inviting artists from all over to create and submit a recording to us. The winner will be chosen this fall. In addition to having their music featured and credited in our future podcasts, the winner will also be invited onto a special episode of Tunes and Tumblers to drink and talk about their music with us. Submissions are open for the month of September. Please send submissions to tunesandtumblerspod at gmail.com with the subject line artist name which is your name tunes and tumblers jingle submission looking to see what you got cheers lovelies Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Here at Tunes and Tumblers, we explore the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and I write a column by the same name for Atwood Magazine once every other week. But as I discovered, drinking alone is a very, very sad business. So I invited a couple of my friends to talk about this with me in a podcast form. And here they are. I am Pedro. I'm your mixologist. I make the drinks for this podcast, which has an article of the same name. And Anthony, I missed your voice. Oh, thank you. I missed yours, too. <laughs> Uh, and I'm Ryan. Shut up, I, Ryan. <laughs> I read your column. <laughs> I love. I love it. Uh, I am the. Uh, I am the music um, uh, wizard for the podcast. <laughs> consultant wizard. Wizard Le- consultant. Level six. Level we six. have just an asterisk next to his name, and we add like one little thing at the bottom <laughs> yeah. every every podcast episode. We should. We should have like a separate. Um, both like in, like we have the mood one. We should have one just for to see what your title oh, is. Oh, that's that a good idea. Week. You see, my LinkedIn th- just changes constantly. <laughs> for a thousand dollars a month on Patreon, you can rename Ryan <laughs> once an episode. God, I'd be I would be honored if somebody paid that. That would be really funny. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, but the thing is, he has to go down to the courthouse and get his name changed every. <laughs> oh, every month. that's where the money's going. <laughs> it's going straight there. <laughs> <laughs> Music wizard attorney at law. <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> well, it's good to see you guys again. I know yeah. that we uh, we took a little bit of a hiatus. Um, well, not in podcast terms, because by the time this came out, um, it, like we will have 
just like what is it one week between episodes or something just yeah. standard time yeah but for yeah. us it's been a while mm-hmm. it's been like a week and a half yeah Jeez. i know yeah. it's it's weird to when when we're when this isn't coming out during the time because i was going to make a joke about being at a wellness retreat retreat like uh, kit <laughs> harrington oh no but um but yeah that's gonna have come and gone by yeah. the time this is out yeah. but he'll probably still be at the wellness retreat <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> i um, hope he comes out of that better poor guy you know, he lost, uh, we all yeah. lost a little something with the end of Game of Thrones, and, and I think it hit him harder than others. I know that uh, our producer, Drew, um, records our sister podcast, Pasta Talkins, <laughs> and I was listening to an episode recently where um, Kelsey and Angel, uh, the lovely hosts, talk about having just started watching Game of Thrones and being really impressed with the new season, and I'm like, oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, here's the thing. I think the last season will work fine for anyone who's just binging it now mm. it'll be fine for them this but, is a different podcast but for the rest of us anyway <laughs> let's catch up a little bit i know that we've been off in different places of the world listening to different things let's uh <laughs> let's check in what right. have your ears been picking up recently gentlemen so i'm listening to the new single uh you know belatedly of course uh from the garden featuring mac DeMarco called thy mission which you know, it's been fantastic. You know, these guys haven't heard from him for a while since I saw him a couple years ago and it delivers. What can I say? I, can't, I couldn't even begin to describe what it sounds like. It's all over the board, but I'm, I'm loving it. I've been hearing some back and forth on the quality of Mac DeMarco's new work because some people are like, this is amazing. But then we have stands from a while ago who are just like, what the heck happened? Like, it's just so bland. I don't know what. <laughs> I can't speak to the new stuff. I'm speaking to only to his involvement with the garden. Ah. which I can say is quality. Gotcha. So that's what I've been listening to over and over uh, yes. again. How about you? Um, I've gone back quite like a couple decades, um, and I've been re-listening to uh, Penguin Cafe Orchestra, um, their album Preludes, uh, Airs, and Yodels, parentheses, a Penguin Cafe primer. Yes. Close parentheses. Um, it's just a really good like instrumental album, really relaxing. Um, uh I've started like reading again. <laughs> I don't do that very often, but I'm trying to get back into that. So that's been kind of nice, like reading to a good soundtrack. Um, and I realized listening to it that Avicii actually uses one of their songs in, um, he has a song called Fade Into Darkness. And I think it's hmm. Perpetuum Mo- Mo- Mobile, Mo- Mo- Mobile, Perpetuum Mobile. Don't hurt off yourself. Of, yeah, it, uh, my head. Uh, Penguin Cafe Orchestra's song is Perpetuum Mobile, and Avicii uses huh. uh, that song in Fade Into Darkness, which I thought was pretty interesting. Is that Rest a in peace. Posthumous yeah. release, or no, no, that's like one of his older, one of his older releases. But I didn't make the connection until listening to it this time around. Hmm. Yeah. So I've been listening to that. So Penguin Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you Penguin who don't Cafe know, Penguin Cafe Orchestra. Penguin Cafe Orchestra. That sounds like the perfect group for me. Uh, for those who don't know, my Patronus is a penguin. Oh I've been described God. by friends, family, and lovers as a human <laughs> penguin. Um, the way that I walk, apparently. So, huh. so get that in your head real quick. Penguins are awesome, though. And I think I'm going to dive into that <laughs> no for pun. just that reason. No pun intended. So you're a penguin who looks like Maluma, if I'm referring to like an old podcast episode. <laughs> When we get fan art, we're going to get some interesting stuff. <laughs> so as far as what I've been listening to, um, I just got back on Monday from Bottle Rock. And for those of you who don't know what Bottle Rock is, Bottle Rock is Coachella if you're 40. 
Um, it is Napa Valley's three-day music festival. And I grew up in Napa Valley, so it's really convenient. I get to go home. I get to see my mom for three days. Um, and then I get to listen to some great music. And their main draw is that the food is incredible. They have vendors from all over uh, the Bay Area, San Francisco, like some of the best chefs in the region have their booths out there. Morimoto always has one set up. Thomas Keller has like three restaurants that he has where you could just like go and get his like duck confit. Like it's it's pretty amazing. But I think my favorite thing that I saw there, um, Jeff Goldblum and his jazz band played mm. on Sunday night. Um, so I saw him. And he's just such an amazing entertainer. He's playing a lot of jazz standards. They're doing some original stuff. Haley Reinhardt is always on tour with him. So she does like vocals and it feels very like Hmm. 20s jazz club. She's got this dusky, smoky voice. And it's my mother who loves her and loves all of the work she does with uh, Postmodern Jukebox describes her as a sex pot. Mm -hmm. She's just like, I don't know what else to call her. She's just a sex pot. (laughs) God, there's so many better words than sex pot. <laughs> yes, my my oh. mom, who is a a, a lovely uh, older woman, just uses the word sex pot liberally. She she's set in her ways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you get a chance, if you live in LA, I think every Wednesday night, I could be wrong, but um, Jeff Goldblum and his band perform at Rockwell Table and Stage in. Los Feliz every Wednesday night and you can get tickets and oh, go and watch them. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. We, gone? we should. Between songs, he does little trivia games with the audience. Like he'll he'll just uh so for instance at Bottle Rock, he had this sheet of paper and he's like, uh, uh who thinks that I've seen this piece of paper before? <laughs> well, you're wrong because I've never seen it before. We're going to read these together. <laughs> is it all trivia about Such himself? Weird this, um, sometimes it is. Uh, the first time I saw him when he was playing the 100th anniversary of the LA Phil, it was like a bunch of Jeff Goldblum trivia and like <laughs> movies. He, like he'd read a quote from a movie that he had starred in. And That's so strange. <laughs> yeah, but at uh, Bottle Rock, he had a bunch of quotes that famous writers and, and just famous people have said about wine. Um, oh, so... Like one of the quotes was, uh, I cook with wine. Sometimes I even put it in the food. Are we supposed to guess who yeah, says that? Yeah, who says that? Is this... Um, Martha Stewart. <laughs> Rachel I Ray. I that. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. Paula Dean. <laughs> Polly Dean. Well, there wasn't an N-bomb in there, so I don't think... That... <laughs> DJ and she Polly said, Dean. She said that? wine, not butter. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, W.C. Fields said that. Oh. Anyway, so it's just a lot of fun. People are just shouting things out. And it's just like a a really, um, what's what's the word for it? It's uh, a participatory event. And he's just so charming. He's like one of the most charming people that I've ever had the pleasure of of seeing. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I think I've taken up too much of the time. This isn't the Jeff Goldblum fan hour it can uh, be it can be but you guys had me listen to a whole album oh coming yeah over here so we should get into the bar and get started all right um, how's our boy doing oh i think Does we uh, identify as yeah i think we gave him the week off didn't we oh, um yeah we brought geraldine back this time yep okay it's great i'm starting to think they're the same person hard to know it's a weird lynchian universe we've 
concocted here. And who are we you to know, judge? Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, it's it's starting to look a little like that family from uh, from It's Always Sunny. The... <laughs> <laughs> what are they called? What's that? Oh, the po- McPoyles. The McPoyles. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets weirder as as the uh, podcast so goes. Much, so much milk. Anyway, <laughs> Geraldine has not been seen drinking milk out of a saucer yet. So that is. <laughs> We're not there, but we don't know what she does at home. We don't anyway. want your milk, Liam. Uh, okay, so let's head on in. Yeah. and uh, You want to put on some music and I'll get a drink? We got to do that. And I'll All wait. Right. <laughs> what are we listening uh, to, Ryan? We are listening to Lover's Rock, the fifth album from the English group Sade. Um, seminal uh, record, I think released in 2001, that incorporated a much wider variety of genres than former albums, including... Folk, soul, R&B, reggae, and um, a genre that the album title takes its name from, which we'll speak to later, Lover's Rock, which um, bears no relation to rock, (laughs) the actual (laughs) like rock music. Rather, it it takes it from rock steady, an early 60s British uh, reggae genre known for covering love standards and songs like that. And so... This was a huge album for them, and I think the tour was like the highest grossing tour for them. And it has all the hits by your side, mostly. That's my, uh, dude. That's my, uh, but this is significant because um, it's an older one. We've been keeping it pretty current. And also, Anthony hadn't heard it. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a whole story behind this. We were just hanging out one afternoon. We are friends outside of the podcast, so it's something that we do from yeah, time to time. Is a strong word. Seeing how it goes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> alcohol turns a lot of people into friends. There you go. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of what we do. Um, and Ryan, who has this penchant for finding the random and the, the obscure, mm-hmm. comes into the apartment and he's like, I've got you something. And he hands me a CD, Sade's Lover's Rock. And the thing is that it's 2019 and I don't have anything that can play a CD. So I'm like, thank you so much. I will add this to my Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what can you do? I mean, yeah. Well, you, I'll tell you, you what need we some can do. Sade in your life. I'll tell you what we can do. We can add a drink to this yes. recipe. What are we gonna drink while I find something from the mid 2000s that can play this CD? <laughs> well, this album's almost 20 years old. Um, it's kind of classic. So I think we need a classic drink to go with this. So I'm going to reach way back and do a little play on a drink called an Alexander. Um, this drink sort of makes me think of the album. The album's very, the album's like silky as hell. It's very sexy. There's there's a heat behind it. It's so like, you know, the biggest theme obviously being love and, you know, it's many facets. The good parts, the bad parts. It could be romantic love, familial love, you know, love for... Your neighbor, love for the people around you. A lot of different themes of love. So I want this drink to to sort of um, have a softness to it and uh, and a sweetness to it. But I also want it to burn a little bit because love can suck sometimes. Mm. Um, and I think chocolate, uh, you know, the, the flavor of chocolate has definitely been associated with love and romance a lot. So we're going to go with some kind of base around that. Um, so like I said, this drink's called an Alexander. So we're using uh, one part cognac. We're putting in one part cream and one part creme de cacao. We're mixing that all together and we're serving that. And we're dusting on top of it some nutmeg 
And for that burn, for that not so sweet side of love, we're also dusting a little bit of cayenne pepper. Mm. Um, and for the listeners out there, I mean, you can put however much you like, however much you can handle. But we're just doing a little bit, just enough, um, just enough to to sort of uh, you know get your attention and uh, and just burn your tongue a little bit. So here, so that's uh, so I'm calling it a lover's Alexander, mostly due to the to the cayenne pepper garnish. Yeah. So that's what we're drinking, fellas. I'm excited. Oh, this is sexy as hell, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need some time alone with this drink. Let's take our shirts record. off. <laughs> uh, uh, Drew is already not wearing a shirt, so should we join him? Yeah, I mean, well, well let, is, let, let's have a couple of these drinks and we'll see what happens. This is what happens when you record at your producer's house. Uh, getting him to put pants on to record is uh, is a challenge in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. This looks delicious. Let's uh let's drink up. Cheers, yeah. gents. Cheers. Mm. So let's get down to business. I mean, first of all, we're doing this number one because we haven't on the podcast tackled a classic album before, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, we gotta play to, to half of our description here. I was gonna say it's literally yeah. in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, why haven't we done this yet? <laughs> we we just have a backlog of things we want to talk about. Yeah. But mostly, I have not listened to Sade before. And I know that that's like a big no-no. It's fucking heresy. <laughs> <laughs> I only have the song Smooth Operator. And it's on, I have a playlist um, on my Apple Music that is just sax and brass solos. And <laughs> I added that for that reason. And that's my whole Did experience. you make that? I did. Would you like it? don't know (laughs) why did you make it um i found myself drawn to a lot of um post-punk and indie rock that has a saxophone in it and anytime going there i thought you were going i know i thought i thought it had a more like practical use (laughs) oh no 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 i I have some mighty mighty boss tones in there the brass part so i don't (laughs) think that that's a, a loving soundtrack at all gotcha I just, anytime I hear a saxophone in a rock song, I go, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and so that's, I'm just like, I but should just You're a just Huey put Lewis these... guy. Yeah. You, lo- you love Huey Lewis. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, get me talking about it and I will eventually kill you and wrap you up in, in, in a tarp. Hot. Mm. Mm. Nice reference to uh, <laughs> the, what's that movie called? American Psycho. American, thank you. <laughs> I thought you you like the sax solos to drown out the haters when you go off online, you know. <laughs> yeah, we do, we don't have to talk about uh, my, my Facebook um, flame wars. <laughs> flame wars. <laughs> I can't talk. I'm in the middle of a flame job. <laughs> actually, I would like to hear this playlist. Actually, it has. Uh, I mean, it has uh, hollow notes. Um, Man eater. <laughs> That's on there. Well, you need to put more Sade on it. I do. Yeah. I have Alex Leahy's new song where she, in the middle of this garage rock song, just decides, I'm going to play the saxophone now for the bridge. <laughs> and that's, and I thought she had like hired a, um, a sax player to do it. But then I watched the music video and then she just like busts out the sax herself and starts <laughs> playing it. I'm like, oh, you're really talented. Nice. nice. You know, I got one for you, actually. A, a local band that's coming up lately. French Vanilla. French vanilla. They got a mean sax on there with like kind of a no wave dance sound. Ooh, it's pretty good. Does your company rep them? No, is that, we okay. Don't. We don't. <laughs> no, try and keep. So that we separate. can't get 
free tickets. <laughs> you don't, you don't need to get yeah, That's not a band you need. You know. <laughs> Trinella. All right, noted. They're a good one. But yeah, so this one, this album, though, I mean, did you want us to kick this off, Anthony? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I kind of wanted to bring it back around because um, Sade made their mark. I mean, people don't realize that, first of all, Sade refers to the group, um, not... Or, well, it, it's the name of the group, and the singer herself is named Helen Fulashade Adu. She is um, from, she was born in Nigeria, mm-hmm. um, but moved to uh, Essex in, in England when she was, I think, four or five years old after her parents separated. And that was right before the Nigerian Civil War. So she got out of there at a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but she went to school for fashion and modeled for a little bit before teaming up with the band Pride as a singer. And after being with Pride for a while, she formed a songwriting partnership with the band's guitarist and saxophonist, Stuart Matthewman. And together they went off and did their own thing. They formed a new band and named it after her. So we got Sade. And they uh, already had one song that they had written as part of Pride called um, Smooth Operator, which I'm sure Mm. all of you know. Wow, wow. Yeah, a lot of jazz influence, a lot of a lot of saxophone, and a lot of that is surprisingly missing. That was something that defined them for a while. They came out with uh, Diamond Life in 1983 after they signed with, I think, Epic. They went to Los Angeles for the first time and signed um, with Epic after um, all of this hype surrounding them. And they started becoming famous... Um, on on this jazz sound uh so what do you guys make of this i mean i'm probably no uh i'm probably not one to talk because this is my first foray into sade like i had to give myself a crash course in their history leading up to this what's what are your thoughts on on what exactly oh god (laughs) the well do you mean like the the evolution of the sound yeah you mean the change of the sound Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think of the uh, of the change in sound? Do you think it works? Do you think like this is still Sade? It is. un. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's uncharacteristically um, Sade. You know, it's got all the hallmarks, like even though it's incorporating a lot of different styles and a bit of a departure. I think it's it's them all the way, you know, and you just you just know it. Absolutely. You know it when you hear it. And I think her voice really carries it all through. There's there's no mistaking that woman's voice. It is smooth as a baby's butt <laughs> but way more adult and sexy <laughs> well that's what happens um i was reading that the reason they took such a hiatus their previous album came out in 1992 they took an eight-year break while Sade had her first kid and they like, say they, first kiss <laughs> yeah listen to her she had her first kiss before huge that. yeah <laughs> Or it could be like the Jonas Brothers where they're just like... Oh, God. Or no, a better a better analogy is... I was having a conversation yesterday with someone about... Good for about, you. <laughs> I know. I left my house and I had one conversation. I had a conversation with this person about Billie Eilish, who I like to talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were saying just like, yeah, she's so young, right? You listen to this and you wonder like... Do her parents listen to this and think like, how does she have all of these experiences with older men already? And I can kind of see that, but also she grew up in LA. So that's probably part of it. 
And she has songwriters. <laughs> she has yeah, songwriters. I was going to say the, <laughs> that's probably the main part. <laughs> but yeah, you don't get that sense that Sade is faking any of this. She's singing no, yeah. straight from her heart. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think this is a great mood album. I was I had it on while I was cleaning my apartment and it just kind of... You know, it was it was getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I should probably like take my shirt off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Undo a few I, was, I was cleaning my apartment and suddenly I was naked. <laughs> it sounds like you subconsciously because there's the great the line that I love is, um, you know, um, uh, it's a rock that I cling to. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you took it as it's a rock that I clean to, Ooh. and then ended up actually cleaning your apartment to it. Oh my god! You're supposed to clean. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. I was thinking about it on the way over because when you gave me the album, I was trying to wrap my head around the idea of lovers rock before I knew it was a, a genre. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not possessive. It's right. lovers plural rock, as if rock is a verb. So, but then she's singing about "You are my rock" noun. Right. Um. So what do you think Lover's Rock means? It's where you are when you're listening to the music. It's where it uh, takes you to. You're on You're on Lover's Rock. It's a place that she's taking you to. That's a theory. Lover's Rock. Ooh, I like you know? that. Because it, it's, it's not, not possessive. The, yeah, it is not the possessive. But it's it Lover's belong. Rock. Like mm-hmm. it, it'd be like a ride at a carnival. You know, Lover's Tunnel. Lover's Rock. It's just where lovers are. It's where you're... Oh, yeah. That's how I like to hear it. What? And I don't give a fuck what you say. It's uh, uh, it's the rock it's of a... Dean Lovers. It's <laughs> <laughs> He branded the rock. And it is his. It's just a giant rock with thousands of initials in it. <laughs> We've all been there. And, uh, yeah, that's how, I, that's how I hear it. But yeah, I mean, there's probably some... There, there's a, probably a deeper history, right, that we're not uh, totally privy to. I mean, we spoke to it having to der- deriving it from Rocksteady, but then we can get into a whole anthropological uh, oh yeah um, thing on that. I, mean, I was gonna say, I think for me, <laughs> Lovers Rock less of a place and sort of more of a I don't know some sort of weird like rhythm of of a of a relationship between two maybe more people mm. but um you know what i mean like it's it's sort of the ebbs and flows of the whole like deep. someone rocking like the rubbers well, rock back and forth exa- yeah of. like the back and forth everything that sort of goes with it the motions of you know from beginning to end there's such uh there's there's like usually when you're when you're first getting involved with someone there's, there's all this heat and you know, all this romance and then you know maybe it sort of like smooths out and things are just sort of complacent maybe things get rocky again and you it's it's just sort of the rhythm of a relationship for me i think is mm. what it speaks to for me it's really interesting that you bring up kind of the arc of a of a new relationship um i read a couple of years ago i read modern romance by aziz ansari great book if you haven't read it um a little bit cursory he gets into a lot of different um sociological uh areas and about like the different types of of things that affect love either biologically or socially Mm -hmm. um one thing that i found really fascinating was the way that um a lot of uh relationship therapists talk about um the the arc of a relationship when you are first infatuated with somebody um it activates the same part of the brain that gets stimulated when you do cocaine mm-hmm. just like it's very powerful it's very stimulating you want more of it you're just really energized to be with this person but the longer that goes on those areas shut down and instead like the the comfort of being with somebody 
and and the fam familiarity lights up the same parts of the brain that get lit up when you drink alcohol. So it's almost a completely different experience, even though you're with the same person. Mm -hmm. And I think you can kind of see that in this album, the way that she talks about her lover or lovers plural over the course of these songs. Exactly. That's what I think. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it sort of like spans the whole of it. Um, it's not just about the good parts. It's about the slow parts. It's about the bad parts. It's, it covers everything love it's complicated it is and this is why we have vowed never to love again <laughs> this is why we've become unsullied <laughs> yeah it was a blood oath yeah uh we've got a lot of um we, we we've got a lot of literature about incels that we can give to you guys oh my God. become oh, a part of our how dare you our coven that's what people want that's what the people want Did you call it a coven yeah. <laughs> we have our, our the uh the tunes and tumblers incel club it's a dating group that oh, we have on facebook God. it's more of a support group really. <laughs> it's a, an advice group uh, we'll show you where to get the best plastic surgery deals to look like a chad in no time <laughs> you've heard it wow. Sade would be proud Wait. of us right oh, now my. <laughs> yeah yeah of course she of course she would um but yeah what's interesting you know getting into the political side of it a bit there are a couple of the songs on here like the album's punctuated by like the slave song mm. right and then the I immigrant which unfortunately has become relevant again you hope it wouldn't but yeah. it is now uh in regard to what's going on south of us currently it does hold up but, in that way but it's talking about yeah like it speaks to all the different kinds of love uh love you can have and not abandoning people and her just sort of, I would never leave anybody in any sense, you know? Right. And so, um, yeah, it's really great. I want to, there's a great quote. Um, I got to credit it to Josh Bain from Vice who said that um, this album is, uh, or describes the, I, I think the, the sound of the album is sun-dappled, fucked-out, narcotic lover's rock that creates a singular sonic world that oozes with subtle subduction. Who said that? uh josh bain from uh vice vice has a great article saying like shot is the coolest person ever that's like the thesis of the article Dude, vice uk i think yeah i mean listen I, to her I, I would have to agree yeah <laughs> you might not like it but good luck arguing <laughs> <laughs> facts are facts <laughs> But I like that. I, I like that. And this is something that pro I'll probably be able to touch on a little more once I've given the album its fair shake. I've only listened to it twice. And mm -hmm. you gotta shake I'm, it. Yeah, you gotta, gotta grab it by the throat like and, that's and exactly shake it a little. This album was made for shaking. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do like that. I do like that she's able to touch on all these different types of love because we kind of get a little bit uh, put in a box with the type of song, love songs that there are out there. Mm -hmm. um, it's all about romantic love. We're only talking about how you make me feel and about how I want to be with you or I'm sad that I can't be with you. Um, there are remarkably few songs that are just about the intimacy of platonic love or mm -hmm. about the love of like a fellow person or like politically wanting to help other people yeah, like they're out there but they're not the big ones no no they're not pop wise now definitely not but i'm sure they're they there's exist um one of my favorite artists who i got to 
fortunately, interview for Atwood. Um, Betty Who has a song off of her latest EP that came out before her self-titled album earlier this year. Uh, it's a, an acoustic ballad called Friend Like Me, and it has the structure of a love song. It's very somber. It's very sweet and saccharine, but it's all about wanting to be there for somebody as a friend um, because you need somebody to lean on. And it's so gorgeous. I remember reading that piece. Oh, I think you sent you. it to me. <laughs> yeah, you were you're the reason why I got my gig at Atwood because you're I welcome. <laughs> fun fact for our listeners: uh, when I was applying to write for Atwood, I had Pedro here um, proofread my sample piece that they eventually published. So <laughs> this drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It all comes full circle, guys. <laughs> uh, but let's talk a little bit about that. Do you guys have any songs off the top of your head that you think speaks to more of the the wide spectrum of types of love, not just romantic love? Like, what are not some just good from songs? this album? Not just from this album. Like, oh man! But I think Sade is is a good segue into that. Yeah, like her song "It's Only Love" that gets you through, for sure. I think mm-hmm. is one that speaks to that the universal. Um. And that one's like right at the end, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it ends the album. Sort of like, if you got nothing else from this album, it's this. (laughs) One that just comes up at the top of my head is Best Friend by Queen. Oh, yeah. That's that's such a great song. It's a great song. And it's literally just like, it's it's not like a lover's anthem. It's like, you're just my best friend. And we have such a good time together. (laughs) Was he really writing it about Mary? I mean, I don't know. I, I never I never looked that up, but yeah, wouldn't it be great if the movie actually gave us any real details? <laughs> oh, I'm too I'll, bad. By the time this podcast comes out, Rocket Man will have already come and gone from theaters. But mm-hmm. I have to say that I am cautiously optimistic about the direction of this one. It <laughs> doesn't just feel like a paint by numbers biopic the way that Bohemian Rhapsody was. Bite me. Yeah, there's floating, there's floating in it, which you know, if you know me, I'm all about floating. <laughs> um there's actually another song by amy winehouse of like it's got the same title though it's called um oh actually it's called best friends right with the question mark and it's kind of about um it's i mean it's about this this friendship but or at least i, I assume it's a friendship it's literally in the title but it's sort of like on the rocks like it's not it's not necessarily going well it's like you're sick of me maybe we're spending too much time together but the point is like we're still super close and we're closer than anyone else is ever going to be but i hate you sometimes you get on my (laughs) fucking nerves but i want to get high with you and just hang out i have lots of friends like that in this room (laughs) (laughs) whoa i mean it it it's friendships are are great in in sort of in that way though like you can at least you know the really solid ones you can have that time apart you can you know, do your own thing for a while, and then you just come back to it, and it picks up right where it left off. And I feel like that's the kind, of, like the song by Amy Winehouse, is sort of sort of picks up on that a little bit. I think that's great, and we are running a little low on time, Ooh. but I kind of want to very quickly shoot. Do do we want to get into to Lovers Rock at all? The the genre. Do we want to talk about that? A yeah, bit? we could. I think we touched on it enough. I think maybe we uh, we maybe we dive headfirst into some. Uh, some moods. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. What other, just real quick, what other artists would be like in that genre? The lover's rock genre. Yeah. Well, out, of my, out of my own curiosity. 
I mean, the Genesis started when Cla- the Clash started mixing up genres. Mm. Um, you can hear a little... Is that little... when Lover's Rock started, though, you think? Yeah, well, it okay. was given a name in the 70s, I know for sure. Like, that's when they finally put a name to, like, this sound. Even though it's been around since the 60s, we... Um... I honestly just always assumed it was called, like, adult contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Wait, I think you're right. It's can you draw a straight similar. line from reggae to adult contemporary music? Mm. I don't know. We can try. <laughs> well, if UB40 Tune has anything to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, let us play our favorite game. Yeah. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, that game is called Hashtag Mood. We have before us a beautiful uh, ceramic replica of Mrs. Potts created by somebody's eight-year-old <laughs> that Ryan was able to find. Where did you find it? <laughs> yeah, uh, geez, the like the the dustiest thrift store in the valley. I think <laughs> she was hitchhiking in San Bernardino. <laughs> he did not find Mrs. Potts at the same time that he found Sade's CD of Lovers Rock. <laughs> no, just a, another testament to his ability to find the obscure and the amazing. <laughs> but we have repurposed Mrs. Potts into our mood bowl. Yeah, this game involves us reaching into Mrs. Potts and pulling out one of several moods we that gave we will her try a reason to live again. <laughs> <laughs> but we will try to create a Spotify playlist of four songs for that mood. Who would like to go first? Who went first last time? I think I did, actually. I'll go first. I really hope someone gets one of mine today. It's <laughs> <laughs> an unmistakable sound. Okay, got it. Okay. <laughs> you show up for a first date at your local coffee shop and realize your date is a troll. Literally. She used to live under a bridge in Denmark and asked weary travelers to solve her riddles. <laughs> So, I, am I scoring the date? I guess I'm scoring Score the, the date. date. <laughs> I'm scoring the date. What am I gonna? Am I gonna go up to the guy at the coffee shop and pull him aside and go, turn off this rubbish, put this, <laughs> put this, put this on. I got a CD for you. <laughs> it's Sade. Okay. Lovers rock. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. <laughs> turn the Bluetooth off on your phone, bro. Let me connect real quick. <laughs> okay. So this is a this is an interesting one because it's gonna. I think. We're going to go, some of it is going to have to be during the date, but I'll, some of it's also going to be in my mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> so whenever I have these, I mean, you know, who hasn't this happened to you? You know, you get an actual troll on your first date, you know, um, you gotta, um, you gotta think positive from the get go, right? Or else you're going to get, it's going to be a terrible night for all involved. Um, so I would, this, this is going to, we're going to go from diegetic to non-diegetic, uh, music here <laughs> or incidental to non-incidental music. Um, we're going to start with, uh, always look on the bright side of life sung by Eric Idle in Monty <laughs> Python's life of Brian. Oh God. By the idiot hanging from the, uh, from the, uh, from the crucifix. That's going to be in my head though. Cause what of course a classic. we can't hear that. I mean, incredible. Do you just start um, bobbing your head side to side and whistling too? Oh, you bet. <laughs> But don't sing anything <laughs> in front of my date. While she's trying uh, to talk to you. But I'm also, because here's the thing, when I'm on a date, even if I don't, I feel like if I don't like, even if I'm not feeling it, I still, it still needs to go well for everybody. Yeah. So I'm going to go on, just to speak to the troll thing a little bit too, I'm going to go to Use Me by Bill Withers. I'm going to pull the guy <laughs> at the front aside and tell him like, hey, hey, put this on, brother. <laughs> help, help me out here. And then we're going to go into, um, uh, unfortunately, with coffee shops, you can't really get alcohol to loosen you up. So, But I, I think the song to go into next is Green Light 
John Legend <laughs> featuring Andre 3000. Um, a forgotten classic. I mean, I love that song. I have not song. forgotten that song. And you gotta song. get the green light going. And of course, I don't have to point out the color, uh, you know, <laughs> color similarities. Well, let's there. not get racist. So, uh, so, oh, towards trolls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the troll community is going to be uh, up in arms. So. They are, in fact, blue, sir. <laughs> Um, and then lastly, I'm probably going to do, um, this one's going to go back into my head under the bridge, red hot chili peppers. Yes. <laughs> what nice. a, what a great mood. Ooh, you did that sick. one justice, sir. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. That was masterful. <laughs> Should I go next or do you want to go next, Pedro? Go for it. All right. Here we go. All right. Mrs. Potts, what sort of candy oh do you have for me today? <laughs> oh, I want you to come Keep find looking, me. You'll get it. <laughs> Almost. You've been working on it for months, and your summer body is finally ready. You bust out your brand new swimsuit and strut your stuff down Venice Boardwalk. Well, I'm not the only one doing this, first of all. You go to Venice You're any the only day one in your week. head doing it. Mm. There's a lot of guys walking around in Speedos, like rainbow Speedos on skateboards in Venice Beach. That's why I left it vague with swimsuit. You can wear whatever you like. Yes, it is just... A mankini. A mankini. So obviously the first song is going to be Sexy and I Know It by LMFAO. Mm. There you go. Nice. Strong start. Didn't even have to think about that one. Um, <laughs> because the music video is precisely that. Me and my boys <clears throat> in our Ron Jeremy bodies just wiggle, 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 wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> But let's keep this mood going, shall we? I'm out on this boardwalk, and I'm feeling like getting lucky. So the next is going to be Get Lucky featuring Pharrell by Daft Punk. Love that. Uh, and then I think we need to punctuate that even more with uh, Body Like a Back Road by Sam Hunt. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Keep those, uh, those, those pop moods going. But I think after a while of strutting down Venice Beach and I go past Muscle Beach and realize that my, my, my summer body isn't all that, really. <laughs> so I'm going to finish on a whimper with a song called Six Out of Ten by Doty. <laughs> the first line of which is, I feel like a six out of ten. <laughs> I love that phrase, Ending finish on a whimper. Yeah. <laughs> 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 is this all this all needs to be playing from like a small ghetto blast yeah. and i'm yeah. trying to pass out my mixtape to everybody going oh, yeah. hey, i'm trying like, to charge them five dollars for it you like it's music? not free <laughs> support local artists that's a good one all right pedro you're up next strong playlist man all of these up and no picking your own either oh, fuck well fuck me this isn't mine the Uber pool just picked up your ex. Oh, no. <laughs> oh fuck. All right. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume that this didn't end well between me and this ex. Things are not things were not amicable. Things were bad. So my gut reaction is another FU song by Real Big Fish, which mostly just involves saying Yeah, fuck everything but mostly fuck you. Um that's basically the gist of the song. Um and we're going to follow that up. Uh, you know, they, they're in the car now. There's nothing you can do about it. You got to breathe through it. I'll Be Fine by Clary ba Brown and the Bangin' Rackettes. That mm, is I'll a be, great mm, band name. I'll Be Fine. Oh, yeah. I love that band. Um, she's amazing. Um, and then it's going to happen. You're going to end up sitting there and 
you're, you're going to acknowledge each other mm-hmm. and you're going to have to just fake your way through it. So we're going to go with Faking It by Calvin Harris featuring Kehlani and Lil Yachty. Uh, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. So you're just you're playing nice. And then thank God their stop is first. Uh, <laughs> so they're hopping out the car you wave goodbye and then bye 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 NSYNC comes on, on yes! the radio and you finish strong <laughs> and you go on to that Tinder date that you're hoping will turn out way better than things did with that ex <laughs> that'll earn her that is your mood playlist from Pedro for this fantastic. week fantastic congratulations <laughs> comment on our page or hit us up on Atwood and let us know who you think had the best playlist this week Atwood us mm. Atwood at at with us <laughs> all right well i think that's last call gentlemen geraldine is trying to kick us out um always any sort of lingering thoughts about sade before we uh, sign off i just always think about this great line that this guy hosting a moth event said he was telling a story and he said you know whenever i hear sade it's either first date or root canal <laughs> you don't know which one. Oh my god. <laughs> that makes an insane amount of sense. Tell us where I, the lie is. I say that with love. <laughs> um Shadi is great. All of her all of the, all the music's great. Listen to any of it. Um By Your Side is obviously one of her best like one of the best songs, one of my favorites. And there's a great cover of it by um Beachwood Sparks. It's really oh, good. It comes yeah, out in Scott Pilgrim, that. the Scott Pilgrim movie. It's a great That's cover. A, yeah. Check that Pro out. Pro tip. Um, so there you go. I'm going to add that. I got so much stuff I need to add to my playlist this week. Um, I think the last thing I wanted to say that I didn't get to fit in anywhere is that by the end of the album, it was starting to remind me a lot of a modern band. And I think that this band took a lot of influence from Sade and from Britpop in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like a 1975 record. I think that Maddie is a huge Cut Sade the mics. fan. Cut the mics right now. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I mean, no, they're kidding. ballads. <laughs> I can see that because like, they definitely have some harder stuff, but mm-hmm. their ballads take a lot of pages out of her book. Like They are sensuous, they are emotional, and they, they employ a lot of the same instrumentation. Um, I love that. Word, I, I, Maddie Healy, if you are listening, and I know you are, um, <laughs> let us know how much Sade has played into your musical development. Thank and you. And learn how love. to capitalize letters, too. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, <laughs> zing. <laughs> thank you all for tuning into Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Uh, follow Atwood on all of our socials Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Tunes and Tumblers was produced as always by Drew Franz Blau in his Drew. lovely apartment in Burbank. And until next time, cheers. cheers. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.